This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast where, again, I've got another very special guest on the show, returning guest, Damesh Chef from Sky Sports. Damesh, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Chris. Thanks for having me on again. Happy New Year. Did we stop saying that? Was it 10th of January? Did we stop it's saying that? 10th of January. I haven't seen you for a while, so I thought I'd say it. It's been 10 long days as a Tottenham Hotspur fan waiting for signings. Of course, we're going to be talking about the January transfer window. Um, Damesh, let's get straight into it. Let's talk about Antonio Conte's contract. Of course, um, it expires on the 30th of June. How confident are you that Antonio uh, Conte is going to re-sign? Uh, uh, to be honest with you, I cannot second guess what Antonio Conte is going to do. He seems to be saying all the right things, but... As a journalist, and I'm sure you're looking at it every time he does a news conference, we are eagerly awaiting uh, an Antonio Conte news conference at Sky, I have to say, because it's not what he says, but you kind of trying to get behind what he says. What did he mean by that? There was a soundbite we ran on our transfer show the other day where it was yeah. about a minute and a half. And in that time, he said, I'm happy nine times. But it always seemed that it was going to be followed by but. So with Conte, you know what? You can keep asking the question to, to your friends, to fellow fans. Is he going to sign a contract? Nobody knows but him because that's the nature of the man. If he feels he's at home, if he feels he's getting what he wants, if he feels that the potential is there, not only to compete, but to win. He wants to win. He wants to win trophies. I've spoken to a couple of journalists from Italy who tell me that Conte will not leave Tottenham until he's won a trophy there. He has to win a trophy for himself. That is the aim. He will not leave that club until they've won a trophy. That's what they're saying. But you know what? What is going to dictate it is, 
if he gets what he wants in the transfer market, if he gets what he wants with regard to the squad, with the, the infrastructure is obviously there already. So it's going to be down to one man and one man only. From what he's saying at the moment, he seems to me, this is just an opinion, to be saying the right things and almost with an eye to, you know, bringing in signings that are not just for now, but for later as well. So those noises that are being made, I, I think there's a chance, every chance that he will be here beyond his contract on June the 30th. But it's going to all depend what happens for the rest of the season, what potential Tottenham have got moving forward. That's what's going to decide and make that decision for Conte. Damish, what have you made of the last couple of press conferences from Conte? Are you surprised of, of how much he's actually come out and said? No, uh, he's always been that way, hasn't he? he? He always seems to answer the question. Whether you like the answer or not, from a fan's perspective or from a journalist's perspective, he won't say, I'm not going to answer that question. So he always puts himself up there. He always answers the question. It's just like I said... It's always very interesting to get behind what Antonio Conte says because he's a very clever man. Yeah. I think you, when you look back to one of your former managers in Jose Mourinho as well, there's always something that when they say something in a news conference, it's almost like it sounded like that they came into that news conference wanting to say what they've just said. So what does it mean? What's the meaning behind what he's just said? Because it might have been just a generic question and then he will go off onto something and you think, what does he mean by that? Does he want to stay? Is he going to sign a new contract? Yeah. It, it's always like, and, and it's not just with Conte. You, you do that with a lot of managers, you know, the, the body language, how they speak, what they actually say. But it seems to be in particular with Antonio Conte because of the current situation there. Damesh, what do you um, think Antonio Conte wants in this transfer window? And more importantly, what do you think he'll get? Look, I, I think the board want to back him. I think they do. And I think um, Tottenham will look to bring in a couple of players for Antonio Conte in this January transfer window. It's been talked about the whole time. It's no secret the positions I think that they're after, a forward player and a right wing back. Now, when Conte goes to the board and says, back me, he can actually go back to last January because he went into that January transfer window and not many people were predicting Tottenham were going to finish in the Champions League places at that point. And he brought yeah. in Rodrigo Bentoncourt and Dejan Kulusevski, players that he knows well, players that Fabio Paratici, Paratici knows very, very well as well. And you could say that those two signings were transformative. They almost made Tottenham being thereabouts in the top four to actually being there in the top four. So he can look back on last January and say, look, look what happened when you backed me and I, you, I brought in the players that I wanted last January. Let's do it again because we are slipping off the pace in the top four. Massive result, I think, that one against Crystal Palace. I think a lot of people were expecting a, a bad result there for Tottenham, but good message that they sent out, you know, didn't concede didn't concede the first goal, let alone didn't concede, and then scored four goals in the second half to, to you know, silence a few doubters that maybe, oh, hold on, there is something here at Tottenham. They can fight for, for the Champions League places. And good timing as well, because, you know, it comes 
at a time when the January transfer window was about to open. So I think he can use things like that and say, look, we have got the basics of a squad here that can go so far, but I need the investment in January to just take us to that next level to ensure that we're at least fighting for those top four places because this one looks, this race looks more competitive than it ever has done, doesn't it? Dom, if you said there that um, you think the board will back Antonio Conte, what do you think his minimum requirement is in this window? Because as you also mentioned, Kulisewski and Benzenkur transformed Tottenham's season uh, last January. Um, and of course, we went on to finish in the top four and they were a huge uh, part of that. Um, is it to bring two players in that walk straight into the starting eleven in this window? I think so. I think he'd want to improve that starting eleven. Uh, particularly in the wing-back position. I think that's a position where he would see a player coming into Tottenham in January and going straight in. The forward positions, slightly different. He'd want to bring in to provide competition, but also you've got a situation where Richarlison has got a long-term injury. But when he comes back, he'd want to be in a position where, you know, the likes of Richarlison, Kane, Son, and that new signing will all be fighting to get into the team. So... Definitely, I, I mean, I would think definitely the right wing-back position. It's, it seems to have been a problem area uh, yeah. since he's arrived at the club. That would be the position, I think, that someone, he signs and they go straight in the forward position to really, really compete with the players that are there already. Damesh, I don't know whether you saw it. Last week, um, the official supporters trust wrote to the club and mm -hmm. said, we have written to the club seeking answers to the fundamental questions that fans want answered. There are genuine concerns about the situation at Spurs and the direction at the club. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the direction at the club. Do you think that we are going in the right direction? Do you think Antonio Conte, well, you've already stated that you think Antonio Conte will be backed in the January window. But I think um, a lot of fans are worried about the manager position uh, of course, with Conte being out of contract on the 30th of June. Um, what do you make of the whole direction of the club? And, and of course, in the last couple of days, there have been lots of reports stating that Daniel Levy has met with Qatar Sports Investments about a possible investment into Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, look, I think that the situation with Tottenham, to me as an outsider, when I look in, it's kind of been accentuated a little bit as well, because I, I don't want to mention the A word, but there's a certain club that are top of the league and are five points clear. Had they not been top of the league and five points clear and Tottenham hadn't been outside those top four places, I'm not saying that the, the direction of the club wouldn't be questioned. I mean, look, let me put that question to you. Do you think that that's had an impact on the current situation and the, 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 the mindset of the Tottenham fans just now? Because it can't help to see your most bitter rivals doing what they're doing? It can't help. Um, and I've said this on this channel many times. I, I can't see how we can go from Maurizio Pochettino to Jose Mourinho. I know we had Nuno there, uh, but then to Antonio Conte, I have a world-class manager in Antonio Conte. I just feel that the fans um, are at the stage where they want full backing of the manager. And when you've got a world-class manager who has won trophies everywhere he's gone, as Jose Mourinho did, um, and of course, we sacked him six days before a cup final. I think this is the time where Spurs want to see success. You know, me certainly, I want to see that bus parading down the, the high road with a trophy because, you know, look at players like Hugo Lloris. They've been at the club for 11 years. They've not won a trophy. Harry Kane hasn't won a trophy at Spurs. So I think, you know, in this time now, 
Um, I just don't think that it's great to be uncertain about our manager uh, possibly leaving in June. I just think that we all want that clear direction uh, and, and, and know that path of what we're going to go in and win trophies. I think trophies are really important to the club and we haven't yeah. won one in so long. Yeah, what I would say is, I mean, I touched on it before with, with regard to the infrastructure. That's there. The training ground, I've been there. I've been to the stadium. And yeah. I, I can't think of many that I've seen that are better on both. I've yeah. been to a lot of training grounds. Admittedly, I haven't been to Manchester City's one and, and Leicester City's one, which is apparently fantastic. But from the ones that I go to regularly, it was like, you know, when I arrived at both, both the stadium and at the training ground, it was like, whoa, you know, kind of took my breath away. This looks incredible. What Tottenham seemed to do, though, was a change of direction post-Pochettino. Because it seemed with Pochettino, they said, right, we've got our long-term manager in situ now. We're going to build from, you know, from what he wants and build organically. So we're going to bring players in, we're going to develop them. And then the first sign of that not going right, it was like, right, we've just been to the Champions League final. Within six months, you're sacking the manager who's taken you to the Champions League final. Now, to me... Back then, when you look at it, it should have been the beginning of something, that Champions League final. I think I mentioned this before on on your podcast. It felt like, when you look back now, it was the start of something for Liverpool. It felt like it was almost the end of something for Tottenham. So they then decided to go in a completely different direction from putting all of their thought and their thinking, right, Pochettino, long-term manager, will build, to suddenly thinking goodness me, this is not working. We've been to a Champions League final. We, we got at risk of not even qualifying for, for the Champions League this time around. Do you know what we're going to do? We will go for someone now who is a results-based base manager. And that's the direction that they've gone in. And some fans will say, look, as long as the results are there, then, you know, the, the style of the football and stuff, you can almost forgive it. I'm not saying that Tottenham don't play good football. I don't watch them enough. I only speak to Tottenham fans who say when it was all going right. I think it was you who put a tweet out, wasn't it? It was a record uh, points tally after, what, 10 games, wasn't it? 20 games, yeah. points after 10 games. And then yeah. in the next seven games, it was seven points. It's now 10 from eight, of course, because after that victory against Crystal Palace. But when those first 10 games were being played, you're getting 23 points. If Spurs fans in the back of their mind were thinking, I'm not completely enamoured with the football, they put that to one side because the results were happening. It's when the results aren't happening and the football is perceived not to be great that then the questions get asked. So it's going to be very important to see what direction Tottenham go in now because they've said since Pochettino, they've gone for for the results managers in Jose Mourinho, not so much Nuno because he wasn't there for that long, and Antonio Conte. They have not built their reputation on coming to a club and thinking, right, five-year plan, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to bring in these players. I'm going to, you know, really blood all of these youngsters and then see where Tottenham go. It was never that way. It was never that way. They are instant result managers. Now, you said, you know, Jose Mourinho was on the verge. Well, I mean, I know you played City in the final, but of a chance of winning his first trophy for Tottenham since 08. He wasn't given that opportunity because they sacked him just before the final. Now you've got a situation where Antonio Conte's 
in place and you're thinking, right, are they going to actually go all out now with Antonio Conte? Because this is the time, this this window and saying all the right things up until the expiration of his contract to say to him, in the summer, you're going to get this much money and we're going to back you with all of this. Because that's what Antonio Conte, I think, is going to need to see his longer-term future at Tottenham. He doesn't spend long at football clubs. So I don't think anyone would be surprised if he didn't extend that contract. But if he does, then I think he will see it out and he'll see the project out because there are signs and noises, as many as there are of, oh, I'm not sure if he is going to stay, that there are noises, yes, that he is going to stay. As long as he gets backed, as long as he gets what he wants, then that's what um, that's what will transpire because Tottenham knew what they were letting themselves in for when they appointed Conte. Yes, they were getting a winner, but they were also getting. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Somebody who's very, very steadfast in his ways, very stubborn in his ways, who wants certain things and demands certain things. It's whether Tottenham can satisfy that or not. Darmish, well, hopefully in the the next three weeks, Antonio Conte will be backed. Now, you've stated in a tweet yesterday um, that... Uh, Spurs interested in 20-year-old Bayer and Ecuador international defender Piero Incape. Is this a deal that could be done in this window or is it uh, is this a possible deal in the summer? So uh, the information I've been given is this, is that you've got Clement Longley, uh, a left-sided central defender. He's on a straight loan from Barcelona. Yeah. I'm not expecting that to be extended in any kind of way or Tottenham at this stage to make that a permanent deal in any way. There's no option for that to happen as it stands. So he will go back to Barcelona. One of the big priorities then will be a left-sided central defender. And Tottenham are already doing their due diligence as all good football clubs would do because it's not just about the current window that they're in. They're looking ahead to a summer transfer window, the following summer's transfer window as well, depending on, you know, situations of players' contracts and things like that and trying to get the best deal. So I think clubs like Tottenham, they don't usually plan for a January transfer window. It's not usually the time to do the business because it's almost looked at, oh, is there other injuries? That's when we'll go into the market in January. Are we in relegation trouble? That's when we might go in the market in January. Or are we going for the title? This is a unique opportunity to strengthen the squad to really have a go at winning that trophy. So they always think in summer transfer windows because that's when the market is more reasonable price-wise and also 
there's more options available because Tottenham are a big club. So they'll be going for big players. Big players are usually at good clubs as well in big European competitions. And there's a certain reticence from certain clubs who don't want to do business midway through the season because it's going to be very difficult for them to replace players. But one of the players that they are looking at, I mentioned you mentioned it there, is Piero Hincapié, 20 years old, left-sided central defender by Leverkusen, Ecuador international as well. They've been looking at him for a while now, is what I've been told, and they will make him one of the priority signings in the summer. But uh, Napoli are also looking at him as well. So, you know, Hincapié will have decisions to make as well because Napoli are doing very well at the moment. They're going for the Serie A title. They're still in the Champions League. And you would think, you know, the smart money is on them being in the Champions League next season. That's why I think it's important for Tottenham to qualify for that competition because it puts them into a different market altogether. Yeah. You can you go into a different market because you can not only offer that wonderful stadium, that amazing training ground, but you can tell them that Champions League music is going to be blaring out in that stadium as well. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Damesh, Pedro Poro, um, his release clause. Now, this has been reported uh, by so many uh, media outlets in the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Is this deal as simple as Spurs go and pay the release clause of around 30, £39 million pounds and he joins Spurs? Because Spurs are clearly interested in the player. Is this a deal that could be done in this window? It, it seems to be that way because if you look at it from Sporting Lisbon's perspective, They've actually, uh, they're actually under no real pressure to sell um, Pedro Porro because he's still got two and a half years left on his contract. Having said that, when you start getting to two years on your contract, that becomes almost a danger zone for football clubs because you can the, 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 the power then starts moving towards the player and also a buying club. So, for example, if Tottenham wanted to buy him in this month, then I think Sporting Lisbon would probably demand the full release clause uh, for him to be released because Sporting Lisbon cannot do anything if a club triggers the release clause. Then it's up to the player. The, the, club, the club and club uh, negotiation, that disappears with a release clause. However, if Tottenham think, I don't think he's worth that, then maybe they will try and go in with a lower offer and maybe use, you know, incentives and conditions to get up to that release clause. But Sporting Lisbon will have every right just to say, no, thank you, but we're not going to accept that offer. If it then moves into the summer, the problem you have then with your Sporting Lisbon, um, uh, in the Sporting Lisbon hierarchy is this, is that Tottenham will come to you and say, right, we're interested in bringing Pedro Porro to the club, but we don't want to pay the release clause. Sporting Lisbon will turn around and say, well, okay, well, you're not having him. And then Tottenham will say, well, OK, uh, if that's the case, you know what, we're going to look at other targets and we may, we may revisit uh, Pedro Porro next summer. And the problem you're going to have then with one year left on the contract is Porro will just say, well, look, I I've got one year left. I, I can just see this contract out. I'm young enough and I can go for free and I'll have the choice of more than one club to go to. That's when... The, the power sort of shifts to the player and then Sporting Lisbon will think, well, we've got a release clause on him, but if we wait until the final year of his contract, we might not even get the release clause. He could go for free. Then they may have to start negotiating a lower price. So I think 
there's always like a a little bit of poker that needs to be played between clubs. And I think Tottenham, as much as they probably don't want to pay the full release clause, because why would you? You'd always want to bargain. I think they want the player. They definitely want the player. And it is a position that Antonio Conte, we know, is trying to strengthen. And against the backdrop of the board wanting to back Antonio Conte. Now, if he is the one and only player that he wants in that position and he wants him this month, then there might be a situation where Tottenham will have to say, right, OK, we want to back you. Here's the release clause. Bring him in. Domish, if we don't sign Pedro Poro in January, are there any other right wing backs that Spurs are currently looking at? Look, the, the, the bizarre thing is, is that there's, there's three in that position, isn't there, at Tottenham yeah. just now. And if Antonio Conte sees Poro as the number one target, could I see them going for someone else? Yes, of course, clubs will be doing their due diligence on a number of right-backs. It's just whether um, they want to bring in someone that wouldn't be their first choice. Uh, just on the Poro situation, if he was to come in, I just wonder what kind of knock-on effect that would have on the rest. Uh, Emerson Royal and, and Doherty have, have kind of been you know, switching and, and playing games for Tottenham. Yeah. One, you know, that a lot of Tottenham fans I speak to, whenever I, whenever I ask the question, I said, what's happening with Jed Spence? Why is he not playing? And it's a shrug of the shoulders. They don't understand either. It kind of feels like it might not have been an Antonio Conte signing after all uh, in the summer because he's just simply not getting the game time. Now, I think that if there was an offer and a, a good offer that came in, be it a loan or a permanent, pro probably a loan, and specifically, I think, to a Premier League club, then I think Tottenham might look at doing business with Jed Spence in, in this transfer window. But because they, they've still got numbers-wise, I think Conte is quite satisfied with the numbers he's got in that position. But I don't think he's fully satisfied with the quality he's got there. Damish, in the last 24 hours, there, there have been a number of reports stating that Spurs are interested in Brighton star Trossard. Mm -hmm. uh, any truth in this? And if so... Could this one be done in January? Well, the information we're getting at Sky Sports News is he is one of the players that they're looking at. This is an interesting situation, though, isn't it? Because, he, look, he's 28 years old. So it's not like, right, one for the long-term future. This would be one for now. His contract is up in the summer. But Brighton do have an option to extend for that further year. You would expect them probably to do that just just to give them a bit, a little bit of leeway with regard to market value and, and Trossard, because if they don't, then he'd be free to talk to foreign clubs now, clubs outside England, and maybe a club who wanted him could get him on a cut price deal. What is interesting, though, from an outsider, I don't watch Brighton every week, but, you know, whenever I have watched them, Trossard has been brilliant, particularly before the World Cup. Scored that hat-trick in... Um, Deserby's first game, didn't he, at Anfield? Yeah. But on the flip side, just of late, Deserby has, has been saying a few things that have been quite critical of Leandro Trossard. He said he's not been fully satisfied with, you know, the effort and, and the performances of Trossard since the World Cup. He says he's not fully there yet. So he says he kind of wants more from him. I just wonder whether there's an issue between manager and player there and whether that will have 
an impact on Trossard's short-term and longer-term future as well. But he's definitely one that Tottenham are looking at in a position where Tottenham are looking at as well. Yeah, on Monday, um, Tottenham Hotspur captain Hugo Lloris retired from international football. Um, he's out of contract at Spurs um, in 2024. Spurs will obviously be looking at long-term replacements for him. Um, David Raya and Jordan Pickford's names keep coming up. Any truth in this? What goalkeepers are Spurs looking at at the moment? Uh, I think uh, the information we're getting at the minute is, I think that will be something that they'll look at in the summer. I'm sure they'll be doing due diligence on a number of goalkeepers. But it's interesting that Lloris has retired from international football because when you hear a player retiring from international football, one of the reasons is prolonging your club career. Now, I just wonder, look, he's got a contract until 2024, as you mentioned. I think they it was a, it was a triggered option. Is that right? There, there was it was a two-year option. extension. Yeah, so until 2024. Now, if he's not playing international football, maybe Lloris thinks he can prolong his career at Tottenham, maybe. So will it be as emergent as if he had been playing not only for club, but for country as well? Because he'll be getting that rest that maybe he hasn't had for the, for the entire entirety of his Tottenham career. But now he will be getting that. So I just wonder whether... Yes, you know, Tottenham will be looking at long-term replacements for Hugo Lloris. Will it be from 2024? Let's see, because you know what? It, it could it could extend uh, Lloris's time at Spurs. Who knows? Damesh, lastly, um, Harry Kane's contract. Any news oh, on that? Uh, and I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the last few days that he's now being linked to Manchester United uh, in the summer. Any, any truth in this? Manchester United are being linked with a number of strikers. The uh, Eric Ten Hag seems to be um, seems to have a profile for the for kind of number nine or striker, out and out striker that he wants, and he wants a big striker, a physical presence kind of striker. He, he was going for the likes of Benjamin Sesko and um, si, um, uh, Kalajic in Sasa Kalajic in the summer. There's this talk of about Veghorst, Manchester United definitely interested on a loan for now. Also, I think United might be looking more long term as well. But look, it's Harry Kane. Who, who wouldn't be interested in Harry Kane? That's the big question. But I think with regard to Harry Kane and his future, like I mentioned about Conte, it's going to be down to Harry Kane. If he sees enough progress at Tottenham, if he sees the manager, for example, in Antonio Conte saying, yes, I'm going to stay, that all of these factors will have an influence on what Harry Kane wants to do. There's all of this talk about Bayern Munich as well, who are really, really interested, yeah. which is true. They are very, very interested. Do I see him going to a club like Bayern Munich? I'm not so sure. I think it's very important to Harry Kane, not only to win trophies and to, you know, to, to do really well at Tottenham and break all sorts of records at Tottenham. I think, you know, I think he wants to break the Premier League record as well. I think he wants to become the all-time Premier League record goal scorer. You're not going to be able to do that if you go to Bayern Munich. So I do see him staying in the Premier League. Where he goes, 
look every chance that he signs a new contract at Tottenham. But that is not only just going to be up to Harry Kane, it'll be up to Tottenham and the direction that they're going in as well. Because as you mentioned, you've had, you, you talked to me about this, this letter that Trust have sent. That's going to be part of the, part of the thinking of Harry Kane, not so much what they've said, but he's going to want to know the direction that the club is going in because, you know, look, we don't need to remind Tottenham fans about the trophy situation, yeah. but Harry Kane, for everything that he's done, hasn't won anything. And I think that's something he'll want to change and how he'd love to change it at Tottenham. I'm sure that would be the number one priority, win trophies at Tottenham while breaking all the individual records at the same time. Absolutely. Uh, we all want that. Um, Damesh, very last question for you. Of course, North London derby this Sunday, Spurs against Arsenal. How do you see this one going? <laughs> God. Thanks. Um, I'm a Spurs fan. We've got to end this podcast on a high, Damesh. Gone. 2-1 Tottenham. 2-1 Tottenham. What, what, what were you going to say? 2-1 Tottenham. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, Damesh, <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you again. And uh, thanks so much uh, for everybody watching and listening. And uh, I'll see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.